It's time for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, a power hour of all things Southern Miss. For questions or comments, call 601-261-0898 or pound 981 for C Spire customers. Now we go live to the studio with Jamie. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. I am your host, Jamie Arrington. Broadcasting from the Eagle Broadcasting Studios here in beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi. To the Top Talk, this is your weekly break from all of the high-resource five propaganda out there in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Southern Miss, to the top. I'm in here by myself tonight. I don't have anybody to bounce that off of. So, you know, they give the phone number out at the start of every show, and I don't think I've ever taken a call. <laughs> and some of it's just because of my ignorance. Is I mean, I've I've kind of figured the phone lines out, but not fully. So yeah, maybe eventually I'll get to that. Maybe this summer when it's down, we'll have you guys just call in every week. But right now, uh, I'm still fit. I mean, I know how to do it, but I don't. Anyways, we got a lot to talk about. There's a lot happening right now with Southern Miss. I mean, baseball had a big series this past weekend. Men's basketball about to go to the conference tournament. Women's basketball about to go to the conference tournament. Softball is in full swing. So there's a lot happening. Uh, Let's start off with the sponsor. I don't have a sponsor right now. I'm going to get one, I'm sure. But right now, I'm just naming off stuff that I like as our sponsor. Like uh, Thin Mints. My wife got – she got stopped – Coming out of some store, and she bought some uh, the Girl Scout cookies, Thin Mints. So uh, to the top talk tonight, brought to you by Thin Mints, and thank you for coming to Hattiesburg. The new book by Todd Berry, comedian Todd Berry, that will be released one week from today. Uh, we're actually going to have a book reveal, uh, a book. It's not a reveal party. That's a gender reveal party. It's a book release party next Thursday, March 16th at T-Bones. If you're going to buy the book, you want to get get it locally, go buy and get it from our friends at T-Bones. They're going to be stocked up on it. There's going to be some interesting stuff in there. When Todd was in town, I drove him around Hattiesburg. We took pictures of him in front of the school. We took pictures of him at Letha's. Took pictures of him downtown. Uh, my AC went out. I don't know what he's going to say about me, but I guess any pub is good pub. So go out and get that book when you get the chance. If you're not in the area, be sure you get it. You can get it on Amazon all that good stuff. So that's going to be the sponsor of the show this week, probably next week too. In news this week, we had a a little bit of attrition from the Southern Miss Athletic Department. Uh, Brent Jones and Kyle George that uh, worked in marketing at Troy released a statement uh, at the end of last week announcing that Brent and Kyle would be joining the team at, uh, at Troy, Troy, Alabama. Jones, Brent Jones, will be the Deputy Director of Athletics for External Operations. I've always thought the deputy title was always interesting. Uh, I'd feel kind of good if you feel kind of Barney Fifish with that. Brent will, Brent will wear that badge really well. <laughs> uh, and George is, uh, Kyle George, is going to take over as the uh, Associate AD for Marketing and Sales. He'll, both guys will, will excel in that. Going to miss them. Uh, maybe my property value will go up. I live right down the road from Brent. Although he's done a much better job of taking care of his yard than I have. Uh, I've had some back trouble. All right, you guys get off my back. Brent, get off my back. Men's basketball coming up this week. Let's 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 go over what just happened with men's basketball this past weekend. Uh, Saturday, March the 4th, 
Southern Miss falls to Louisiana Tech, 93 to 65. I mean, the Eagles were down by 16 at the half, 49 to 33. Never really able to get it going in this one. I mean, Louisiana Tech, very talented team, could make a run in this tournament. Uh, Eagles fall 93 to 65. What are you going to do? You're already in the tournament. So that was kind of just a, a moot point. Quentin Campbell led the way with 19 points. The Golden Eagles finished the regular season 9 and 21, 6 and 12 in Conference USA. The Conference USA men's basketball tournament will be kicking off this week at Legacy Arena in Birmingham, Alabama. Get started on March the 8th. Birmingham, Alabama, the birthplace of Jamie Arrington. I am slightly ashamed of that, actually. I kind of I have so much. Uh, Hattiesburg is my hometown. I kind of wish I was born here, but you can't blame my parents for that. It's, I guess it's just good that I was born, period. And when I was born, they asked my dad. They were like, you want to put him in Auburn or Alabama? And he was like, no, we brought our own. So <laughs> shout out to Pops for being uh, clutch in a very clutch situation in this young man's life. <laughs> so Golden Eagles are in the conference tournament this year for a change. It's going to be kicking off Wednesday, March the 8th. Uh, the first game on Wednesday, March the 8th, number 8, Western Kentucky versus number 9, Texas San Antonio. And then the Golden Eagles will take the court at approximately 2 p.m. You know how that goes. Uh, as the number 12 seed against Rice. Against Rice this season, Golden Eagles 0-2, but both games decided by a total of four points. Yeah, on January 21st, Rice defeated the Golden Eagles 61-58 at Reed Green. And then on February 23rd, uh, the Golden Eagles took Rice to overtime where Rice won 72-71. Kyrie Price not active in either game. So, I mean, this is pretty much the team that took the floor. You know, the team that we is going to take the floor this week is the team they faced twice already. So, we're definitely game. I think we definitely have a shot. I mean, if you're going to draw a first-round matchup as the 12th seed, that's probably the one you want to go up against. We got more basketball to talk. We got more Southern Miss to talk. You guys come right back to us after the break, and we'll talk more Southern Miss. Come right back. More to the top talk. back to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, your weekly break from the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk about the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. All right, we were talking about the conference tournaments in Birmingham this week. Right now, we're talking about the men's games. Southern Miss, uh, allegedly 2 p.m. <laughs> on Wednesday against the Rice Owls. <laughs> Later that day at uh, approximately 5.30, uh, the number 10 seed Charlotte will take on number 7 seed UAB. And then number 11 seed Florida Atlantic will take on number 6 seed Marshall in the 8 p.m. approximate game. They, it's got Camp, Campus Insider, so I guess campusinsiders.com. You can go check out um, – all of those games in first day action. Second day, the winner of Western Kentucky's Texas San Antonio will take on number one seed Middle 10, which I think Middle 10 is ranked now. Hey, I, I mean, I'm just glad J Judy is probably just doing donuts in the parking lot in her little power wheel right now. Uh, that's, that's great news. Great for the conference. Then the winner of Southern Miss versus Rice will take on UTEP to employed 
at 2 p.m. That game is on ASN, so I'm not sure where that's going to be aired locally. I'm sure you could check it on the web, but if it's on ASN, a lot of times we'll get it in the Hattiesburg area if the game is not in Hattiesburg. Versus UTEP this season. So let's say Southern Miss wins. They get to take on the UTEP Miners. Versus UTEP this season, we are 1-1. One one. The first game at Reed Green on January 7th, Southern Miss wins 73-65. to 65. And then... On February the 11th, UTEP got their act together and defeated the Golden Eagles 80-50. to So if we could play this game at Reed Green, I'd feel a lot better about our chances. <laughs> Tim Floyd has not fared well in the greenhouse. But, hey, we're 1-1 one one on the season. We've done it before. We beat them. So, you know, let's say we get past that the Rice Owls. Maybe we got a shot to, to make a little run. We'll see. I don't know if you could have had a, a you know, a better – Slate for the Eagles to have to go up against. I mean, that's – I mean, you're, you're, I'm looking at the top three teams here. Uh, you don't want to face Middle 10. You don't want to face Tech again. Uh, I don't really know much about Old Dominion. I think they're pretty solid. But out of the four teams, I think you, you want to take on the UTEP Miners. So we'll see what happens. Uh, then they've got semifinal games on Friday uh, on the CBS Sports Network at 1130 and 2 p.m. And then the championship game, Saturday, March the 12th, 7.30 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. So that's great. Usually I think that game would be like at 11 a.m. or something. We've only played in it like twice. So <laughs> I don't care what time they play if we're playing in it. But anyways, so best of luck to Doc Sadler and the Golden Eagles this week as they head to Birmingham to take on the rest of Conference USA. In women's basketball this week, uh, Friday, March the 3rd, Southern Miss defeated Louisiana Tech, 72-63. to It was senior night at Reed Green Coliseum. The Lady Eagles uh, are now 21-9 on the year, 13-5 in Conference USA. In that game Friday night, freshman respect Lee Part, 19 points, a career high for her. So you've got a lot of different Golden Eagles contributing. When we were here last week, I don't know if you guys heard, but um, Heath Hinton that sometimes hosts the drive home, and he, he hosts some, some uh, shows here on uh, the score 1400 AM and news radio 98.1. Uh, he, he commented, what did he say when he came in? Something about like the mighty mites. And I thought he was talking about something else. And I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? He's talking about how, you know, we really don't have much height on this women's team, but they're just, they just go at it. Great year. I mean, considering all that's happened and some of the attrition that we lost last year. Amazing. So let's fast forward to the conference USA awards, which were announced over the weekend, Conference USA Women's Coach of the Year, Joy Lee McNellis. Congratulations to Coach McNellis, Coach McNellis, all that she's been through over the past month. I mean, with the, with the cancer scare and everything else, and she it took her she took a week off and she's back out coaching this team. Really amazing, well deserved. What a great year for the Lady Eagles. Uh, and then uh, All Conference USA First Team. And Defensive Player of the Year, Brittany Dinkins, bringing home two awards there. And on the all-freshman team, Shante Hales. So congratulations to the Lady Eagles on achieving the year-end honors in Conference USA basketball. The women's tournament will take place this week at the same time as the men's. Uh, it'll start March the 8th and run through the 11th. It's going to be at both Bartow Arena and Legacy Arena. Legacy Arena, of course, is the... Uh, Newer arena that the, the UAB currently plays in. So, Wednesday, March the 8th, 
The first round is going to take place. You got number eight, uh, North Texas versus number nine, UAB. Number five, Charlotte versus number 12, Marshall. Number seven, UTSA versus number 10, Rice. Number six, Old Dominion versus number 11, UTEP. The second day, uh, North Tech, the winner of North Texas UAB takes on number one seed, Western Kentucky. And we got some stuff to talk about with Western Kentucky. Don't worry, we're going to get to that. Then the winner of Charlotte Marshall takes on number four, Louisiana Tech. After that, the winner of UTSA Rice takes on Middle Tennessee. And then the winner of Old Dominion UTEP, which is the, what is that, the 6 versus 11, will take on the number three seed Lady Eagles at approximately 9 p.m. Now, if you look on the website, it's got Campus Insiders next to all those games. But next to the games on Thursday, it says Campus Insiders slash Twitter. So I don't know if Twitter's going to broadcast this game <laughs> or what or how that's going to play out. So check out the Southern Miss social media sites. Check out their website. I'm sure they'll have all that information up as well. Then on Friday, they've got the uh, championship semifinals. And then on Saturday at 4.30 p.m., the Conference USA Women's Championship game will be on the CBS Sports Network. So very cool that uh, – Man, is, how awesome is it the Lady Eagles are the number three seed? They get a chance to make a run. I mean, they've been really coming on strong here at the end of the year. So if you're in the area, if you if you have the chance to get up to Birmingham, go up and support both the men's team and the women's team. And uh maybe maybe get your hotel for a few nights. I think I think definitely the Lady Eagles could stick around for a while. Hopefully the men do too. In baseball this week, last week, if you listened to last week's episode, we had to record it last Wednesday night because of some um, conflicts with uh, Southern Miss Softball. If you don't listen to Southern Miss Softball on the radio, you're missing out. We've got it right here on the score, 1400 AM. Either you're listening to that on one of these two stations or you're listening on the podcast, I guess, whatever. But last Wednesday night, we were in a rain delay when we were recording to the Top Talk. That game got kicked off, and the Golden Eagles uh, took on the Tulane Green Wave, the old rival. And it was a very, gosh – Uneventful game, I guess, so to speak. But, hey, the teams are just pitching well, playing good defense. The Golden Eagles defeat the Tulane Green Wave 2-1. to one. This after uh, Nick um, Storm Cooper walks in with the bases loaded, and that drives in the winning run So in the bottom of the ninth. So congratulations to the Golden Eagles on f- defeating the Tulane Green, Green Wave. Nick Sandlin gets the win in relief. He is now 2-0 and on the year. Both the Golden Eagles and the Tulane Green Wave uh, hit had seven hits on the night, so not a huge offensive output from either team, but still, we'll take the wins any way we can get it. Dylan Bordeaux, Taylor Braley lead the way with two hits apiece in that game against Tulane. Then on Friday... Uh, March the 3rd, the Golden Eagles took on 16th rank University of Louisiana Lafayette. Yes, ULL, not UL, not Louisiana, Louisiana Lafayette. <laughs> Golden Eagles, uh, man, what a tough game. I think there were some there were some times that I hate just talking about the officials, and I didn't see it. Uh, you know, you had it on the radio, or you may have read comments on Twitter, but. Some questionable calls there in that game, but uh, none to say the least. The Lafayette, a, a great team, um, they defeat the Golden Eagles three to one. Southern Miss only gets six hits. Daniel Keating leads the way with two of those. Then on Saturday, March the fourth, 
Golden Eagles take on Louisiana Lafayette yet again. The Golden Eagles jumped out to a three to nothing lead in the first after Tracy hit Hadley hits a two run home run. Then the Golden Eagles just couldn't hang on. Kurt McCarty falls to two and one on the year as the Golden Eagles fall to Louisiana Lafayette five to four. Then on Sunday, Sunday the rubber match, very very interesting rubber match for the Golden Eagles as they defeat Louisiana Lafayette. 15 to 11. Yes, I read that correctly. 15 to 11 in 11 innings. The the hero of this game, Matt Walner, not only did he uh play some outfield for us, but he also came in and pitched in relief. In this game, re- listen to this stat line. Matt Walner, two hits, one home run, two RBIs, three runs scored. Then on the pitching side, he pitched four and two-thirds innings allowing zero runs, two hits, one walk, and one strikeout. That is the epitome of a renaissance man in baseball, man. He did it all in that game. You, you, We heard a lot of chatter in the preseason about how good this guy was, but then when you get to see him take the field, I mean, you know, he kind of, I don't want to say he came out a little cold uh, last weekend. He kind of had a little slump there, but, I mean, man, he's fun to watch. He's going to be a great one for the Golden Eagles for years to come, hopefully. So after the series against UNL, ULL, they avoid the sweep. Eagles are now 8-3 and three overall, 0-0 zero and zero in Conference USA. We haven't played any conference games yet. I'm sure that'll be coming up sooner rather than later. But uh, the Golden Eagles were supposed to take on UNO tonight. That game was moved because of weather. So they will now be taking on uh, UNO, University of New Orleans, tomorrow night. At 6.30 p.m. That's Wednesday, March the 8th, 6.30 p.m. at UNO. So if you're in the New Orleans area or you feel like hitting the road, go down there and support the Golden Eagle baseball team. This Friday, the Golden Eagles open a three-game stand against Xavier. This Friday night, Parrothead Night. It's uh, it's promotion they did a couple of years ago where the Golden Eagles will wear the Parrothead jerseys. They have a different Parrothead jersey this time. I need to go check and see if they have some apparel. I, I wore that old Parrothead shirt. I, I wore it out. Um, the last time they did it, April 15th, 2011, uh, the Golden Eagles defeated UNO 11 to nothing. So hopefully we can have some of that Parrothead magic back at the peak. In addition, there will be a post-game concert by Lloyd Hurricane Munn and the Forecasters. If you hadn't heard him, go check him out. A Buffett-themed band in the roost, I think before and after the game. This press release says after following the game, but I think they're going to play some before. The premium food item for that game will, will be $8. They'll have chicken and andouille sausage gumbo with rice, as well as a burger with a pineapple. That's the description, a burger with a pineapple. Good times. No reason not as long as the weather is is cooperating. There's no reason to come out to not to come out to that game. Always a great time for the Parrothead game. Second time we're doing it. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if they're going to auction off the jerseys or anything like that. That was really cool, but uh, definitely be at the Pete this Friday night. Then on Saturday, three eleven, Golden Eagles take on Xavier at two p.m. and then on Sunday against Xavier at one p. Uh, eleven a.m. Eleven a.m. game. I guess they got they got to head on back up to uh, what Ohio. A week from today, Tuesday, March the 14th, the Golden Eagles will take on Columbia at 6 p.m. And then on Wednesday, March the 15th, they will take on Columbia again at 6 p.m. So you got the doubleheader against Columbia. Is that the same Columbia that's in the Ivy League? I think it is. Well, 
We hopefully we'll beat them on the. We may not beat them in the uh, SATs, but we'll definitely whoop up, whoop up on them on the field. Uh, softball this past week, uh, the Golden Eagles, uh, March the second, defeated Alcorn State in the first game seven to six, and then again ten to eight. The Lady Eagles now sit at nine and seven. 0-0 zero and zero in Conference USA. They had a game scheduled tonight against Southeastern Louisiana. That game has been pro- postponed due to uh, weather. Not sure when they're going to make that up. So this week, Wednesday, March the 8th, the Golden Eagles will be taking on North Carolina A&T at home at 6 p.m. Then on Saturday, March the 11th, they will be at UAB with games at 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. Then on Sunday, March the 12th, they will be at UAB again, 1 p.m., Making a run through Alabama Tuesday, March 14th, a week from tonight, at Alabama State at 5 p.m. And then Wednesday, March the 15th, they will be at Troy at 4 p.m. So I got a little run. If you're in the Alabama, if you're in that area, that mid to northern Alabama, go by, support the Golden Eagles. Uh, should be a great time. Hopefully we can scratch out some wins on, on that series. Not a big fan of UAB. It's what it is. You guys come right back to us. We got more to talk about right here on To The Top Talk on The Score, 1400 AM and News Radio 98.1. Welcome back to To The Top Talk right here on the score 1400 AM and News Radio 98.1. A little bit of housekeeping with football right now. Let's get into it. I first saw this story reported by TMZ, the the um, current version of the National Enquirer, I guess. They, they're a little more accurate because I think they actually are telling the truth most of the time. Here's the headline. Western Kentucky football players accused of masked Frat house attack. That basically, several of the football players dressed up and beat up two people at the Pike Fraternity House on the campus of Western Kentucky. Now, this is a t- you know just to talk about Western Kentucky a little bit. You guys remember when we played them in the championship game a few years ago, and there were some dirty, dirty plays that were not necessarily called. I mean, you remember when Dylan Bradley got stomped while he was on the ground? Refs didn't see it, acted like nothing was going on. I remember that pretty well. But anyways, um, they kind of – you remember they hired uh, – gosh, why is my mind going blank? I need to take some of that ginkgo biloba or whatever, ginseng or something. Uh, who was the coach that fell off the motorcycle? Ah, uh, why am I drawing a blank? I got to look this guy. He's coaching at Louisville now. Petrino! Petrino came in, brought in, you know, and before him, um, oh my gosh. Why am I, why am I just out of my Western Kentucky stuff right now? Basically, they about brought in some players with some questionable character in the years leading up to Brom being hired. It showed on and off the field. Uh, you could kind of tell they were trying to weed some of that out with uh, the past few recruiting classes and uh, Brom ups and leaves, and then this happens. So not a good start for the next era of Western Kentucky football. 
Um, I'm not sure if anything's happened happened as far as them getting arrested or anything like that, but I did see this headline yesterday, and as a Southern Miss fan, I, I found it very amusing. Western Kentucky, I mean, we don't really have much of a history with them, but what we do have, it, it's it's a little heated for some reason. So you kind of uh, you hate seeing anything happen to young folks, but in, in the spirit of a rivalry, this kind of stuff is is, is great fodder. All right, also football news. This this actually pertaining. To the Golden Eagles, it was announced on the Florida Rivals site this week, which I guess you would call, what's the name of that? According to Inside the Gators, the Rivals site for the Florida Gators, Duke fifth-year quarterback transfer Thomas Sirk will visit Southern Miss. This has been Duke's quarterback. He uh, suffered an Achilles, Achilles injury. And missed the entire 2016 season. A dual threat quarterback, kind of a kind of a bigger guy, 6'4, 220 pounds. Says he's definitely visiting East Carolina and Southern Miss. There's some other schools in the mix, Florida, Texas, Stanford. But those were the Southern Miss and, and uh, East Carolina were the two that were mentioned in that article. He plans to make his decision rather quickly, uh, hopes to have it done uh, by the end of March. So be on the lookout for that. I've been kind of trying to watch some videos on the guy. Seems to be very talented. Definitely, a, certainly a, a dual threat. He he would fit our offense to a T. Uh, his last season at Duke, let's take a look at the stats here. 2015, he passed for uh, what, 234 completions out of 390 attempts for a 60% uh, completions percentage. Threw for 2,462 yards. Averaging 223 yards a game and 15 touchdowns with six interceptions on the ground. He had uh, 143 rushing attempts for 648 yards, averaging 4.5 yards a carry and six TDs. So, hey, that's the dual. I mean, that is what Shannon Shannon Dawson's offense is built on guys like this. So maybe he can come in. You know, maybe we can get him. It's going to be tough. I don't. It's not, not a sure thing by any means. But if we we do snag him, maybe you can put that shirt back on Keon, let him get a little more experience. I really don't know how the quarterback position is going to play out. This is just speculation. But Cirque definitely looks like a guy to keep a, keep an eye on because, my goodness, I mean, you look at his stat line. He fits what Southern Miss is planning to do for the future to a T. So. Hopefully the the coaching staff can put on a show when he comes here and get him to flip. I say flip. Get him just to commit or just sign or just transfer in or whatever. He's a fifth-year transfer at Duke. Definitely our GPA should go up. <laughs> I, my father was a Methodist preacher, and so like everybody that was in the Methodist church, Duke was like the mecca of, of Methodism. So – I have a lot of friends that went to Duke or, you know, went there for graduate school from Southern Miss from the Wesley Foundation. So, and they're not necessarily known for football. It'd be different if it was a Duke basketball player, but no, he's, if you watch his video, he's very impressive and, and, and would definitely be a great addition to the team here if he decides to transfer. If not, hey, I think Keon's going to be a, a great quarterback. I, I don't know if he's quite ready, but that was a true freshman getting thrown into the mix halfway through the season. I mean, who knows? Who knows what, what an offseason is going to bring? Another year with the coaching staff, another year of maturity. I, mean, I think he's going to be a great quarterback. He's, he's a terrific athlete. So regardless of what happens, I think Keon's going to get a shot to, to, to do big things here someday. 
March the 20th. It's going to be the pro day here at Southern Miss. Don't really know who's going to get drafted, who's going to get picked up. I mean, you have to assume uh, several guys are in the mix. Last season, pro day was did wonders for you know the the potential future of a lot of these former Golden Eagles. You know, you had Kalen Reed absolutely showed out last year. I mean, had a ridiculous vertical. What was it, 33 inches, if I recall correctly? Then the guys have to go out there and run. You know, it was wet. I know Jalen didn't have the best 40 time, but look at what he did. So you had several guys that ended up on rosters or, or ended up on uh, – some of them first to practice school. I think we had, what, one, two, three, three – got four guys at the end of the season – on active rosters off of out of last year's class, and only two of them got drafted. So, you know, these pro days are a big deal. None of our guys got invited to the combine. Uh, I thought maybe Cameron Tom would have a shot. I don't fully know. Haven't talked to really too many people in the know this year about you know what the status of these guys is. You would, you would think Cameron would get a shot. You certainly think he would probably get drafted. And then Nick Mullins, you got to think he has a shot. Dylan Bradley, even though maybe a little undersized, I mean, he's got the motor. I mean. I think back to a guy like DeQuincy Scott that was an undrafted free agent, and he he landed with San Diego, stuck there for five years before he went on to the Tennessee Titans. So he was a pass he was a, a pass rush specialist, and I think Dylan could do some of the same. You can't beat that guy's motor. If he was a couple inches taller, oh, he'd be he'd be abs- they'd be all over him. Denarius Antoine, you know, had a great junior year here, sophomore year not as great, but he's still just as talented. You know, he's got the athletic ability to move around, so maybe he'll get a shot. Uh, DJ Thompson, great size. You know, he had some issues with the alligator arms at times this year. But, you know, at the same time, he had some games where he really showed out, especially that game against Louisiana Tech. So you got to like our guys' chances. Of course, you got other guys that could be in the mix. Uh, but those are the first ones that uh, pop into my mind. Hopefully, we'll get some Golden Eagles on the NFL rosters next year. Let's, let's bring somebody back to the Saints. Come on, Saints. Get somebody. Nick Mullins. The backup quarterbacks in New Orleans right now are garbage. I'm sorry. Give Nick a shot. Do something. All right, guys. Come back to us after the break. We'll be talking more to the top talk. Welcome back to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. We got, uh, what, two more segments left left to go? Great stuff. All right, so like I said, next week we're going to be uh, – hopefully I'll get back to having some guests. <laughs> I've had some things go awry with the potential guests that I've had. we got some really cool guests coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, I try to get the comedians that are coming through town – on and I'm not necessarily putting on this show and I don't even know if this guy is actually a comedian but there's a guy out there maybe you've seen his videos on uh, Facebook on YouTube he calls himself his name is Darren Knight the Southern Mama he's scheduled to be on the show he's going to be at the Sanger Theater March 31st and April 1st I think two sold out shows but we're going to have him on to the top talk just to kind of see what's going up for on with him. And obviously it's a sellout show. So surely some of you guys, some of you guys that listen are going to go to the show. Come to my shows, man. <laughs> Actually, I have something in the works that could be really, really, really cool. Hopefully I should know something by next week and I can announce it as well. In addition to the Todd Berry book coming out. So lots of cool things going on with comedy in and around the hub city area. Um, 
a couple of months ago, I did an interview with uh, Jeff Perlman. He wrote the book Brett, about Brett Favre, the gunslinger book. So if you haven't read that book, oh, my goodness, what an amazing book. Go go get it. I, it was my, one of my favorite Christmas presents to give out. I had him on To The Top Talk. We talked about everything that went on in that book. He put so much into making that book happen. Interviewed, I think, like 500-something people. I mean, Jeff would go to, like, high school yearbooks and look up people that went to school with Brett. He would find out realtors that made deals on the houses they bought and talk to them. I talked to former players at Southern Miss, of course, the Green Bay Packers, Atlanta, everything else. Put a lot of work into getting stories about that book. And and two, he really made sure that they were legit. You know, it's really hard to say if everything in that book is legit because you never, I mean, you didn't, he didn't live it. But almost every story that he put in there, he at least had two people verify that it happened. So an amazing book. Had him on to the top talk. I've got that interview up on the archives, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Go listen to all the old episodes. Give us a like. Give us a rating. It helps us out. You know, we're trying to trying to build that following. Would be great to get to the top talk in the charts at some point. We can dream big. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but spread the word. Uh, you know, share it with your friends. Anyways, Jeff's got this thing on his website, and it's called The Quaz. And it's basically where he interviews different people from from different walks of life. I did an interview with him a couple of months ago. I don't know when it's coming out, but had some pretty cool stuff to tell. If you listen to this show regularly, if you've listened to every episode, you've probably heard most of the stories that I tell in the article. So be on the lookout for that. Whenever that is posted, I'll put it out on social media. Uh, I'm just kind of scrolling through the, the notes here. I mean, I've had some. I've had a lot of fun in this lifetime. Not gonna lie. And a lot of it can be attributed to either my time at Southern Miss, people I've met from Southern Miss, or, you know, things that have come out of what I learned at Southern Miss. I was a radio TV film major. This is my first time doing radio. I certainly didn't do any TV. <laughs> but uh, lots of really cool stories in there. You know, the story about uh, when I did the Senior Bowl as Seymour, and I ended up on the same charter bus as the Houston Texans cheerleaders for the entire weekend. Uh, of course, then there's the story about the mascot fight uh, at Southern Miss when we took on Alabama. Me and the Alabama guy were roommates. We 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 made this WWE style fight. He got in all kind of trouble. The the fight's almost got two hundred thousand views on on YouTube. So if you haven't seen that, be sure you go and check that out. Uh, then there's you know my time in Chicago and Phoenix. A lot of great stuff there. Uh, the first game at Soldier Field. You know, so if the listeners that don't know, I was the mascot Southern Miss, then went on the Chicago Bears, Phoenix Coyotes. My first game at Soldier Field, first game in the new stadium. And I was making the debut, and I had this whole thing where I was going to run out and, uh, you know, I had a, a Packers fan that was going to run out. I was going to kind of rough him up and rip his cheese head in half. That didn't play out like that. And you know why? Because I forgot to tell security. So my intern is wearing like this Packers gear. It's it's the, the debut of Staley at the brand new Soldier Field. We're taking on the Green Bay Packers. We're taking on Brett Favre. And uh, so he runs out in his cheese head and his Packers sweatshirt. And I turn around and he's being chased by a swarm of security guards. He gets like elbowed in the throat. They take him off. I run off after him taunting him like, yeah, get him, get him. And then I had to go back there and explain that uh, he, he worked for me. <laughs> So you flip open the Chicago Sun-Times the next day, and they're like, first 
fan arrested at New Soldier Field, and they told the story. They told what they thought was the story. So he wasn't actually arrested, and 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 he's doing well with his life. Another cool thing I put in, the, I put this in the in the story too. Um, leading up to that game, we we had a relay run, and we started in what. Decatur, where the Bears originated. Then we went to Champaign, and then we had a relay that was going to go from Wrigley Field to Soldier Field. Long story short, they were going to throw out the first pitch of the game. Gail Sayers was going to throw out the first pitch. It was going to be a football. Sammy Sosa was going to catch it, hand it off to me. I was going to run it out of the stadium and start the relay. Well, I get there, and the Cubs are like, no, you're not allowed in here. It's like, well, we had this all worked out. They changed their mind. So I had to start it out of there and miss out on one of the greatest sports opportunities of my lifetime. I cursed the Cubs and I told them, you're never going to win a World Series until you get a mascot. And guess what happened? They got a mascot. And then what happened? They won the World Series. I don't really have any voodoo magic in my pocket, but it makes for a good story. But I really did. I really did. I was like, you guys are not going to win until you get a mascot. You see what happens. Enough mascot talk. Let's talk Southern Miss. Come right back to us after the break. We'll have more to the top talk. Southern Miss to the top. Top Talk right here on 1400 AM The Score and News Radio 98.1 in the Hattiesburg area. Let's shut it down. How about it, you guys? Before we before we get to all that, I just want to give a quick condolence to the family of Fred White. If you were on the message board, you may have known him as Senior Eagle. Me and him uh, playfully bannered over the years. I uh, passed away this week. Great Golden Eagle, great Golden Eagle supporter. So certainly thoughts, prayers, and positive vibes to the family of fred white the show's now been listened to in 38 states we just picked up another state this week had no guests this week but you can follow us on twitter at to the top talk you can follow me at jamie underscore errington you can follow hub city comedy at hub city comedy uh the score 1400 a at the score 1400 and at news radio 98.1 on facebook as well to the top talk jamie errington comedy hub city comedy the score 1400 and wmxi upcoming comedy shows we're actually going to do a thank you for coming to Hattiesburg book release party slash show Thursday, March 16th at T-Bones Records at 8 p.m. That's comedian Todd Berry's new book, Thank You for Coming to Hattiesburg, that comes out a week from today, March the 14th. Get your copy. I'm really curious what it has to say. Good, bad, whatever. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be talking about the men's and women's tournaments, how they play out, baseball, softball, everything going on with Southern Miss this week. We should get back to having guests. My apologies for not having a guest on this week. Uh, but, but the good thing is there's a lot to talk about. So we were able to, to push that through, but had some things fall through here and there, and we weren't able to make it happen. But next week, we should be back in the mix. If not the week after that, we definitely should, because I've got uh, Southern Mama on. So I hope you guys will... Uh, you can listen to the archives. We get some great interviews up on the archives. If you want to go back, Nick Mullins, that was a that was an amazing episode. If you didn't catch that one, you can go back and listen. Last year, the the draft day prep with um, Jalen Richard, 
uh, Mike Thomas, Kalen Reed. We got episodes with Jeremy Bridges. Uh, I've got Bill McGillis, his last day on the job here at Southern Miss. He told us a lot of information about what was going on with him in Southern Miss. So a lot of great info in the archives on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Go and leave us a rating. Share with your friends. Uh, and I hope you appreciate it. I hope you enjoy what we're doing. You know, when I decided to do this, man, I was like, there's not really a Southern Miss podcast out there. There's not a Southern Miss, you know, a, a radio show exclusively, you know, made for Southern Miss. And it, there's some pop up here and there. But I want to do a show that I want to listen to. So I want to make sure that this is a show you guys want to listen to. And uh, I, ho- I hope it's just that. So this week, men's women's tournaments. Let's make some predictions. I, I say the men are going to defeat Rice. Third time's the charm, as my man Jason Bailey just said on Twitter. And I'm going to say the women are going to make a run. Let's say, I'll say they make it at the championship game, and then we'll see what happens. And I'm basing off of that just off of my uh, fandom for Southern Miss. I know nothing about the other women's teams. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.